2: Don Amici, Maureen O'Sullivan, and Warren
1: Williams.
2: The Gulf Screen Guild Theater. Your neighborhood good golf dealer and the Gulf oil companies welcome you to the Gulf theater, the one place where you meet all your favorite stars. Betty Davis, William Powell, Gene Arthur, Jack Benny, Spencer Tracy, to name only a few of the Hollywood stars who will appear here in weeks to come. And tonight, the Gulf Theater presents Don Amici, Maureen O'Sullivan, Warren Williams, Oscar Bradley, and the Gulf Orchestra. And now, your host, the director of the Gulf Theater, Roger Pryor. Good evening, everyone. Here on the stage of the Gulf Screen Guild Theater are three of the grandest people who have ever appeared before a camera. Don Amici, Maureen O'Sullivan, and Warren Williams. Although all three are working hard in pictures, Warren on the set right next to mine, they gladly gave up what spare time they had to rehearse for tonight's play. As you know, the money the stars would ordinarily get for appearing here in the Gulf Theater, Gulf gives instead to help meet the needs of the Motion Picture Relief Fund and to build a home for the less fortunate fellows in the picture industry. Tonight's play is Winter in Paris, a brand new story by Steve Fisher. Don Amici plays the part of a young American, Charles Mitchell Lewis, Maureen O'Sullivan as Kathy, his sweetheart, and Warren William appears as the American Embassy attache, George Connolly. Now, on with the play. This is the story of a boy and a girl in the net of international intrigue it might have happened anywhere anytime for us the story begins at the american consulate in paris george Conley, attache at the consulate is talking to young charles mitchell lewis who has dropped in to see him don't tell me i'm dreaming mitch. don't tell me you've come in for a visa that you're sailing for home no not a chance Conley. you're wrong again <laughs> i don't know what i'm going to do with you mitch you've been hanging around paris for three months now ever since you got back from spain you can't get a job. Your money's almost gone. Well, I... Don't I... don't argue with me. I, I know it is. And uh, you won't even write your folks. Well, you know how they are in South Dakota. They wouldn't understand. They're not the only ones. <laughs> I don't either. <clears throat> Look, Mitch, you went to Spain with a lot of silly notions about romance and high adventure. And what did you get? Oh, little bad wine, a lot of noise, and a leg full of shrapnel, the... and complete disillusionment. What do you expect to find in Paris? Well, I, I don't know exactly... But this town owes me something, Conley, and I'm going to stay and collect. Paris is dangerous, Mitch. A fellow like you can get in plenty of trouble. Oh, forget it, Conley. I can take care of myself.
3: Your name is Mitchell Lewis. You are American. Why have you come to us? Because I haven't had a full meal in almost a month. Because it's the middle of September and I'm tired of sleeping
2: in the park at night. And my legs start aching when it rains. That
3: yes, but I must warn you. For success, we pay well. For failure, death. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Two weeks from now, a special agent will leave Moscow on the Paris Express. That agent will carry important papers. We want those papers at any cost. I understand. Anything else? Your first assignment will be very pleasant. Their agent happens to be a woman. You
2: know, these papers are very important. I know. Be careful. They have sent an American this time. They have arranged that he will share the same compartment with you on the train. Be clever. Talk to him. Our men will take care of him when you reach barely. May I ask
0: you for a match, mister?
2: Oh, uh, sure, uh, sure, of course. You bet. I... I... There you are. Yes, see. <laughs> oh, something funny? I don't know. I uh I mean well, uh just suppose you didn't smoke. We'd still be sitting here.
0: No.
2: For hours, maybe. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even ask you what your name is. My name is
0: Catherine.
2: Catherine, huh? Well, mm-hmm. oh, mine's Mitch. Oh. I uh are you French?
0: Half French half oh. Russian. Oh, I see. My mother died and I've been visiting my father's family in Moscow. Now I'm going back to Paris,
2: again. Right through to Paris? Mm hmm. Oh, well, say, that's great. Me, too. I- oh. I'm going through to Paris, too. Nice. <laughs> Would you, uh, like another glass of wine, Kathy? Well,
0: the conductor says we only stop here in Warsaw 40
2: minutes. Oh, no, we still have 20 minutes. We'll be in Berlin tomorrow.
0: I won't really be happy, though, until I'm in Paris again. And Breton. I was brought up in Breton. It's so lovely there. But later my mother moved to Paris. Do you know my father was in Russia so much that I hardly ever saw Cathy. him until I...
1: Yes.
2: I couldn't sleep last night. It's pretty horrible to toss and turn and not be able to keep from thinking not even from a, for a minute all the day, every time you smiled at me, I I thought it... Look, Kathy. You see this little envelope? There's a greenish powder in it. You see? Oh, Mitch. I was supposed to slip it in your wine. And then when you were drugged, I was to search your bags.
0: My people would have killed me, Mitch. Yes, I know. My uncle made me do it. He said I wouldn't be suspected. I was ideal to carry certain papers certain papers. Yes, yes, I know. Mitch, what have we got into?
2: We couldn't help it either. Well, there's the whistle. Get back the train, Kathy. You'll be safe now. And you? I'm staying here.
0: Oh, but they'll find you, Mitch. Those men you're working for, they're not in this for a country or a cause. They're in this only for themselves, for money. They'll hunt you down. They'll kill you, Mitch.
2: They'll have to find me first. Come on, come on, Kathy. You better hurry. No, now, Kathy, please. There's not much time. I love you, Mitch. Kathy, darling,
0: and I... you love me. I know you do.
2: But but you don't. You don't realize. We'd we'd never have a moment's rest. I love you, Mitch. Both sides would be after us. We'd have to hide like like criminals.
3: Even worse, a, a girl like you. I, I view... love
0: you, Mitch. I'll never leave you now.
2: We're married, Kathy. And
0: you haven't even mentioned the honeymoon.
2: Say, how, how would our bank balance look uh, if we uh, had our money in the bank?
0: We have 8,000 francs between us.
2: 8,000? Thou- well, say, mm-hmm. say, that's a lot of money. That, uh, that's, uh, well, th- that, that's over 400 bucks. Uh-huh. Where would you like to go, madame? Berlin, perhaps?
0: No. I don't think you'd like Berlin.
2: All right. Uh, Vienna? Budapest?
0: They're both too small. Don't forget we have to hide
2: which leaves us Paris, I suppose, huh? Oh.
0: oh, Paris would be wonderful to hide in.
2: Yeah, but, uh, I'd be watching the buses and the trains, you know. Gee, if we could think of some way of getting in. what with...
0: Have you ever traveled by barge?
2: By barge?
0: Oh, now, don't be so superior. Whole families live on barges all the year round. They'd never think of looking for us on a barge.
2: Well, all right. Paris you want, Paris has got to be, even if we go by barge. Now, is there anything else?
0: Mm-hmm. I love you, Miss.
2: You know, Kathy, this is, this is the Paris I used to dream about. Paris that was going to give me everything I've, I've always been looking for. Someone like you, of course, seeing things with you, the Eiffel Tower, Rainbow Fountain on the Seine, and people at the little sidewalk tables smiling because they know we're in love. <laughs> you know, Kathy, I think I'm getting romantic. Mitch, <laughs> do you think we should walk here on the
1: Champs-Élysées?
0: I mean, do
2: you think it's safe? Oh, sure it is, at night like this. Oh, you
0: know what they told you, Mitch.
2: You said be... it would be... Yeah, yeah, I know, but you can't stay cooped up in one little room forever. You, you've got to have some fun, a little wine and music, and maybe... Follow me, monsieur. Yeah. So sorry, monsieur, but I wonder if you could tell Mick. me... Where...
1: He's got a gun! Wait, you! Oh. Oh. one on, quick! <laughs> okay,
2: keep back in the shadows, Candy. I think we would give him the slip...
0: He was one of my uncle's men. He had a gun.
2: I wonder if they found out where we live.
0: Oh, they might be waiting. We can't go back.
2: No, no. Don't worry, darling. We we won't go back. We'll find some other place to live. <laughs> You know, I'm uh, I'm getting so I sort of like this room, Kathy. Of course, it's not as nice as the last one we had, but it's it's much better than that one we had in the Montparnasse. Mitch,
0: do you think maybe they'll stop looking
2: for you? Oh, sure they will. Are you frightened, Kathy? Not when
0: you're
2: here. Are you happy?
0: <laughs> what do you think? Me? Oh, I think.
2: Well, I I I think the Paris must be must have made a magic. Even in a gloomy room like this, even with the with the shades drawn. The light creeps in, and somehow your hair gets to be all gold. And I'm the richest man in France. Uh She Don't answer that.
0: Open
3: for the police. Police?
2: Oh, well, uh, that's nothing to be afraid of. We're not hiding from the police. Uh, uh, Just a minute.
3: Good afternoon, monsieur. Routine examination. May I see your passport, please?
2: Oh, uh, sure, of course. I've uh, got them right here. Yeah. Yeah, here they are. This is uh, my... Hi, madame's. My wife? Uh, she's, uh, she's French. Not according to his passport, monsieur. What? It was issued to her as a Russian citizen. A Russian? He's but I... right, Mitch. This visa was good for only two months, madame. You must report the local precinct tomorrow. Oh, uh, well, uh, what will I do? She will have 48 hours to leave the country. I'm sorry, monsieur. Good day, madame.
0: 48 hours. Forty
2: eight hours to leave Paris. Yeah, if we only could leave. Oh,
0: bitch.
2: We can't leave and we can't stay. Both sides will be watching for us, and now we'll have to hide from the police as well. What'll we do? Oh, don't don't worry, Kathy. We'll we'll find a way. We'll we'll find some way. <laughs> <laughs> don't thank me, Mitch. That's what the consular service is here for. And I'm glad you've come to your senses. When do you sail? Well, I, I don't I don't know for sure, Conley. I've uh, written bad for some money. But I, I uh, thought I might turn in my passport and get one for myself and my wife. Your wife? Well, I'll be... Oh, why wasn't I invited to the wedding? Nobody was. Well, all right. Bring in her birth certificate. I'll fix it with the French bureau. Uh, well, uh, she's, uh, she's not French. Oh, that makes it tough. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, she's Russian. Tougher still. You'll have to get her passport out of Moscow. But we can't go to Moscow. Well, I uh, I could try to get her papers through the mail. let see. It's the middle of December now. Check with me a couple of weeks after Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas,
0: Kathy. Merry... Hey. Hey, what well, what's
2: the idea, young lady? Sitting, sitting in the
0: dark... Do- crying on Christmas? Oh, me tight, Mitch. Call oh, me very close. Sometimes when I'm here all alone, I think all sorts of things, awful, dreadful things that might be happening to you. And then I cry.
2: Well, it's a wonder it hasn't gotten you before. Living in shadows, hiding in dark corners
0: right
2: now. You're back. Yeah, sure. It's all right for me. The only world I'll ever want is just one room like this. And the moon on the face the way it is now.
0: That's all I want, too. One room and us together. Just, just the three of us.
2: The three of us? You, you you mean there's going to be Oh, so... Well, that's why you were sitting in the dark that, that, That's why you were crying when I came in huh? um... Oh, me Oh, now, Kathy Kathy You, you, you <clears throat> mustn't cry well, that, that, that That's nothing to cry about You you should be glad listen, li- li- listen, Kathy The chimes of Notre Dame
3: But for us, Kathy
2: It's a sign Everything's going to be all right It's Christmas, Kathy no this is Merry Christmas, darling. Merry Christmas. And so, ladies and gentlemen, while we're waiting for the curtain to rise on the concluding act of one of the most real, most human love stories ever presented in the Gulf Theater. Suppose we listen to a bit of real, down-to-earth philosophy. John? Thank you, Roger. Folks, there's an old story about a man who wanted to save money on the feed for his horse. And every day he gave him less and less nourishment, until just when he thought the experiment was a great success, the horse died. Well, (laughs) nowadays we use automobiles instead of horses, and we know enough not to skimp on the quality of the gasoline that we feed our motors. Our cars take us a long way for a very few cents worth of fuel. And it's well worth a little extra care to stop where we get really top-quality gasoline at the sign of the Gulf Orange Disc. Because when you see the Gulf Orange Disc ahead of you on the road, you know that behind it, there stands a peaceful army of workers and scientists. An army that is pledged to give you more performance, greater satisfaction, and greater value from every gallon of Gulf no nox that goes into your tank. That's why the Gulf people are not concerned with any one advantage alone. For instance, you'll be delighted with the anti-knock performance of Gulf Nonox gasoline, and you'll also be delighted with the mileage
3: and power and quick-starting
2: that it gives you. It pays you in every way, not just in one way, to stop at the sign of the Gulf orange disc and to make the good Gulf dealer your dealer. Thank you, John. And now for Act Two of the Gulf Theater production, Winter in Paris, starring Don Amici as Mitchell... Maureen O'Sullivan as Kathy and Warren William as George Conley. January, February, March. The first three months of 1939 go by. Radios are blaring, people muttering the threat of war. And still Mitch and Kathy, his wife, remain in Paris, trapped, hunted by police and secret agents. Mitch, half mad with worry and despair, makes almost daily visits to the consulate. Early in April, we find him in Conley's office again. But it's been over three months, Conley. There must be some way of getting a passport for my wife. You've got to do something, I tell you. Don't you think I've been trying? Don't you think I... Sorry, Mitch, I didn't mean to snap at you. This European situation's getting me too. Been working night and day. Oh, and I know I've been a pest, Forget I... it, old man. All we want to do is get back to America. We've got to get back now. Kathy's going to have a baby. Oh. Well, I'll let you know the minute I hear. If you want, leave me your address. But they've got to send those papers, Conley. It's the middle of July now. I have sent a deposition to Washington. I'm doing all I can, Mitch. Well, it's not enough. I'll tell you, this money is all we have. My wife is desperately ill. We've got to get home and she may not live. Sorry, Mitch. Sorry? You're sorry. you sitting out a window, Mitch? Yeah. Just, just to get a breath of air, so. You're watching.
0: You are watching, aren't you? So then...
2: Oh, now, don't, don't be silly, Kathy. They can't be looking for us anymore. Look, why, why don't you try to sleep?
0: Oh, Paris is so quiet, Mitch. Why is everything so still?
2: Well, uh, because it's August. Lots of people are away.
0: Mitch, I'm afraid. I feel something terrible's happening. Oh, now, Kathy,
2: please try to sleep. Please try to sleep. Medicine.
0: It's so warm in here. You've closed the window, found the shade.
2: Well, I, I thought uh, maybe the lights from the street might wake you.
0: Well, they never did before. Oh, there's someone down there. Is there? Tell me, Mitch.
2: He's been waiting for a couple of hours, standing near the light. He keeps looking up.
0: They found us then.
2: Let him come up. I've got a gun now.
0: Huh? I wouldn't have a chance, Mitch. No. We've got to get away.
2: I'm sick of running. One shot we wouldn't have to.
0: Run. Oh, Mitch, you mustn't. You
2: Kathy. <gasps> Kathy. Mitch. Kathy, what is it? Help me up. Kathy,
0: you you,
1: you can't. You,
2: you you can't even walk. Oh, Mitch. Now, Kathy. Kathy, Mitch, please. I,
0: I, I think it. Hi, darling. The hospital.
2: But how, Kathy? With with him down there, we a door in
0: the we... back. Get out that way. Help me.
2: Harry, me, Kathy. If anything happens to you, uh... carry
0: me, darling. Uh... Let's find a cab. Oh, let's hurry,
3: hurry. Do what we can for your wife, young man. There's not much hope, I'm afraid. It's possible we might save the child, but don't, uh, don't get it away somewhere for an hour or so. Uh, isn't there anything you have to do? Some business, perhaps. Yes. Maybe there is. Fine, fine. Come back later. Sure. Sure, there's something I've got to do. I've got to kill a man. <laughs>
2: What the the matter with you? Connolly, did... You... That, that, that was you standing out here all this time? <laughs> I practically own that lamppost by adoption. The concierge said you were out. Oh, yes, I i know. We, we thought... <laughs> I took a chance and waited. I knew how much this meant to you. I've got great news. For, for us? I don't know why, but Washington's anxious to evacuate you crazy Americans in case there's serious trouble here. They're letting our office act in doubtful cases. I've got enough authority to issue that passport for your wife. If you'll come in tomorrow, I'll, uh... Hey, 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 wait a minute. You can't do that. You're a big boy now. Yes, sure,
1: I'm... I'm awful big, I am. I just hope I haven't forgotten how to pray.
3: I, I've got to see her right now. Is, is, yes, is everything... man, she has a chance, a great chance. You can go in to see her. Mitch? Kathy. Kathy, darling,
0: you want
2: a boy, Mitch? Oh, sure, sure I wanted a boy. Is, is, is he very big?
0: Seven pounds. The nurse just waiting. Now I've got... Two
2: of you to worry about it. Oh, no, no. There, there are no more worries, darling. We're going home. They can't separate uh-huh. us now. Tommy got us our passports. We're going home, Kathy.
0: Home? Oh, darling. Oh, darling.
2: It can't be real. Yes, yes, Kathy, it's real. I'm taking you home.
0: Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Silly. I've forgotten the date. And it's his birthday.
2: It, it, it's September third. We sail just as soon as you're strong enough. Please, please get well quick, Kathy. We'll come back
0: with him someday, won't we? Oh,
2: sure, Kathy. Of course we will. After all, I, I still owe you a winter in Paris. And now, will you, will you try to rest, Kathy? You know you, you you've just got to get well. Yes, darling. What, what, what did you say, Kathy?
0: Oh, I love you, Mitch. I love you. I love you.
2: Thank you, Maureen, Don, and Warren, thank you. Thanks for a swell performance. And thanks, too, to Steve Fisher for such a splendid story. But don't don't go away now, because, you know, as soon as the curtain falls on our play, we always raise the lid of the gulf question box. So you get ready to answer my questions or pay your forfeit.
0: Roger, mm-hmm. Warren William just suggested a good forfeit for me in case I miss.
2: It. Oh, well, now, I usually think up the forfeits, Maureen, but what is it?
0: Well, if I miss, I'll make a noise like an egg and beat it.
2: Oh, now, look, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> uh, say, Roger, I, I think I've Don? even got a better forfeit. If I miss, suppose you ask me to imitate the sound of falling snow. Oh, now, Don, falling snow doesn't make any noise. Oh, that's the idea. Uh-oh, now, wait <laughs> just a second, Don. Falling snow does make a noise. Did you ever hear the expression, a howling blizzard? Now, uh, for instance, old-timers can tell you that the famous blizzard of 1888 was a howling blizzard if ever there was one. And you know, folks, the date of that famous blizzard was March 11th. Proof enough that winter isn't necessarily over even in March. That's why we suggest that you prepare for the unpleasant weather that's still ahead by driving in tomorrow at your neighborhood good golf dealers. Your good golf dealer is ready with the correct grade of golf pride motor oil so that your engine will start easily and so that it will get full protection, too. At the same time, better let him help you get rid of those stiff, squeaky spots in your automobile chassis by giving your car a Gulf Flex registered lubrication job with those special Gulf Flex lubricants. Your car will ride easier and steer easier longer if you have it Gulf Flexed tomorrow at your neighborhood good golf dealer. Thank you, Johnny. And now for our question box. The first question goes to Don Amici, who is now making the picture Lillian Russell for 20th Century Fox. Don... You must name three stars who played historical characters and the characters they played. And no fair, including yourself. All right. Well, let's see. Uh, uh, Charles Boyer played Napoleon. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Betty Davis played uh, Queen Elizabeth in Elizabeth and Essex. Mm hmm, that's two. And, uh, uh, say, uh, uh, isn't Betty Davis going to be here next week with uh, William Powell? Yes, she is, but don't you change the subject. Now, you finish the question. <laughs> Charles Lawton played Henry the That, Don, is absolutely right. Good for you.
1: A hundred percent right.
2: Our next question goes to Maureen O'Sullivan, soon to be seen in MGM's Pride and Prejudice. Maureen, the new picture, Swiss Family Robinson, was taken from the book of the same name. Now, what book, now that book, rather, is one of the very best sellers of all time? And the question is, who wrote it?
0: Oh, that's easy.
2: Oh, that's Um... easy, huh? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know.
2: <laughs> oh, I got a victim at last. Well, Maureen, it was Johan Wyss, W-Y-S-S. And for your forfeit, uh, you must give sound effects to indicate the titles of the following pictures. Now, the first of all is uh, Cat and Canary. Cat and Canary. Mm.
1: Tweet, 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 tweet. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> yum, 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 That's, right. yum. That's one of them.
2: And the next is Four Wives. Four wives.
0: I do, I do, I do, I do.
2: Four wives, yeah, that's right. Four wives, that's one, right. And the last one is The Lone Wolf Strikes Back. Uh, lone Wolf Strikes Back.
1: Uh, oh, oh, no, that's Tarzan, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, anyhow.
2: Oh, that's very good. That sounds like Tarzan. <laughs> it also
1: sounds like a It's
2: Good to you. And remember, folks, next week in the Gulf Theater, Betty Davis in her first comedy role with William Powell. So listen to the Gulf Theater next Sunday, and in weeks to come, you'll hear Robert Taylor, Barbara Stanwyck, Carol Lombard, Fred McMurray, Jack Benny, and all your favorite stars. Until then, this is Roger Pryor saying good night, everybody, for your neighborhood good Gulf Theater. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.